0: Welcome to the In Resonance podcast. I'm Gina Clifford, and today I'm speaking with Rhonda Geet, a seasoned Silicon Valley marketing executive, startup advisor, and mentor for business and marketing professionals. Today, Rhonda and I are discussing how she taps into a company's most valuable asset, its people, and how that contributes to success. We all strive for it, but what does it really mean, and how do we measure it? Rhonda, what is your definition of success?
1: That's a great question, Gina, and thank you for having me today. Throughout history, you can think back and probably, without too much effort, come up with a handful of people that you might deem successful. Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Edison, Steve Jobs, Margaret Thatcher, probably a million others that I haven't thought of but I'm finding that throughout time, my definition of success has changed a bit. Even though these people have had a tremendous impact on society and their legacies live on, I'm not sure that that is the success that everyone should try to strive for. And the reason being is I think empowering others To be successful and reach their goals is a better measure of success and it's a way to also make an impact and have your legacy live on even though you know steve jobs was a visionary as my desk shows from all the apple products that i have you know i think if you read his book Hit, it really came down to what is your legacy, what was your impact on others and those that were closest to him. And and maybe it is as you become more seasoned, your definition of success changes, but, and it could be the era that you're growing up in, it could change as well. But um, for me, powering others, I think is the true success.
0: When we talked before, you talked about how the pandemic changed things
1: i definitely think it has caused people to rethink um at the beginning of the pandemic all we had was time we couldn't really do much go anywhere see anyone and it it caused people to really rethink their situation is this the job i want is this the industry that i want Am I doing enough to help society? Am I doing enough to help my family? Am I happy? Uh, Am I satisfied? You know, the pandemic really gave us nothing but time to sit and contemplate different aspects of our life and our being. And I think you're seeing that with the great resignation that has happened even now, With layoffs from companies, other companies are still having a hard time hiring, even though there's a huge job pool out there. I think people are just taking the time to stop and reset and really assess what is meaningful for them. And I think in turn, coming back to what is deemed successful for them and... And was it what they had always thought that it was going to be?
0: So what you're doing is you're thinking about what other people might want from their roles in an organization and helping them find that path so that they don't leave the company so that they're not looking for another role. So they're not getting burned out um, by you know the stress of having all this work without maybe the visibility of being able to shape how that work unfolds in the organization. Um, So it sounds like you've tapped into something really powerful that maybe a lot of other companies uh, are not thinking about, or at least not the way that you're defining it. So when you say empower others, what do you mean by that?
1: Empowering others to me is supporting and assisting someone else to achieve their goals. And that could be an individual a nonprofit organization, a corporation, it but empowering them to get to where they want to be. And you made a comment of finding out about people in an organization, in a company that might not be in the place that they want to be and trying to help them find where they want to be. And I've kind of always done that with my career. At a past company, I had this woman who reported to me and was very good at her job. She could do anything that I gave her, but her true passion was PR. And as a manager, I wanted her to get to the point where she was happy and successful and doing something that she was really excited about and planning that path out with her and seeing can we get you from point A to point B uh was really exciting for me as a manager because she was really excited and if you're really excited about what you do you perform better you're more motivated you um also help the company achieve their goals because you're excited about what you're doing i i found that it was more difficult to convince my manager and the company that this was a good thing <laughs> to change her role and move her to this position and then have to rehire to replace her um, and basically expanding the headcount on my team that I had not accounted for. Uh, but I felt like it was the right thing to do. You know, it turned out really well for the company. And I I feel like I had a stronger team within that company. But what was even better is that step put her on a path to going and founding her own PR agency. And she has been wildly successful since then. And I am so excited that I was able to have a little piece in helping her get to where she wanted to get to.
0: Yeah, that's a wonderful story. What are some other success stories that you have? And could you talk a little bit about how you you measure that success?
1: That's a great question because as a marketing person, I measure everything. <laughs> so even though empowering others is something that I do uh, because I enjoy it, I do also like to see people that I work with become successful. And I'm always kind of measuring it in the back of my head. I volunteer for an organization, Kappa Delta Sorority, and I sit on their national leadership team. And my role is to help connect recent grads, whether it's a couple years or a few more years out of college, with um, soon to be graduated collegiates, with each other in their mentoring program. I started this program at the start of the pandemic mainly because I I wanted to help people who had lost their jobs and to benefit from each other. I'm happy to say that we have over 300 matches in the organization for the mentoring, and we have about 20,000 people on the private LinkedIn page that helps support and find jobs for people who have lost their jobs. It started with the pandemic. Now it's, it's grown to a bunch of people, unfortunately, currently being laid off. And you know, it's everything from how to interview, tweak your resume, introductions to companies, companies that are hiring. So to me, seeing this private page go from not being super active To having over 20,000, or I guess almost 20,000 members now on it, and having this mentorship program grow from one person suggesting, Hey, is there a mentor program? I would really like to find a mentor for X, Y, and Z industry. Growing from nothing to over 300 people is very exciting for me because now I'm helping empower a larger group of people. It's not uh, empowering others. Doesn't have to be one-on-one. It just, it doesn't have to be you talking to someone and, and seeing them grow and achieve something. It can be on a much larger scale. And it's something that's very near and dear to my heart. And I, I am very humbled by how well it has grown and taken off and I love the stories that I hear of internships, especially now with the summer winding down. One member just posted that she ended her internship. She's accepted to law school and she already has a part-time job lined up all through this organization. So I'm super excited to help people on a larger scale.
0: Yeah, that's really exciting and the measurement that you use literally the number of people that you can pull into this program and then to see their success stories and to see them grow as part of it and uh, follow them through their careers that's that's an amazing way to empower others so thank you for that those stories Uh, to me what you're describing is leadership do you think though that there's enough focus on empowerment among leaders you know, what What more could be done to tie corporate success to people in addition to just meeting financial goals? And what have you seen that works?
1: I think that's an excellent question. It is leadership. It, it does come down to, to being a great leader. And one way to be a great leader is power others. Finding talent... That is amazing is is hard to do. And once you hire someone, finding their strengths and and coaching them to achieve their goals, whether that's personal, professional, a combination of both, is um, is something that I think more managers and executives should do. I think some of the more successful companies, you see that. You see that. They have a focus on leadership and they balance that with their their area of expertise. And, you know, they can have a great vision, a great product, all of that. But having that strong leadership at the top level and having that trickle down and having that be a focus for the company, I think in turn makes them successful, not only financially, but it they also keep employees longer. And, you know, they say happy employees lead to happy customers. So I, I do think it's something that can be done rather well. And it's it doesn't take a lot of effort. It just takes a little thought of going the extra mile. You know, a company that comes to mind for me is Spanx. Sarah Blankley founded this company. There's this great video of her talking about her company and how so many people doubted her from the very beginning and wasn't sure that this was even a product that should be made had so many people not invest in her and and turn her away when she was trying to start this company and you know recently got bought the video is so inspiring you can find it online but you could tell that she just valued her employees that she wanted to lead and inspire them and you know like most companies you know you get bought you go public that's kind of the end goal and you know she could have just said thank you you know i couldn't have done it without you instead she went the extra mile She bought two first class plane tickets for everyone in the company to go anywhere that they wanted. And you should have seen the looks on their faces when she announced this. It was, you could just tell they were inspired by her. They were empowered by her. They, they would follow her to the ends of the earth. And because she inspired all these people and she empowered all these people and was an amazing leader. Her company grew from nothing to a a huge company that got bought. And, and she turned around and shared that wealth with them. Um, And I think companies are starting to see that they're starting to change how they view employees and how they value employees. And you can see that in some of the benefits that they provide, some of the flexibility that they provide. And I think those companies are gonna be the ones that flourish compared to the ones that are really wanting to get back to the way things were pre-pandemic.
0: Great story. And you know it's not called the war for talent for nothing, right? And you talked about it already, talk about the the new that want them so how do you get people to want to come and stay at your company? I think um, thinking about what people might want is a great way to start it sounds like Sarah Blakely did just that who you know most people love to travel and if they could select wherever they wanted to go in the world and take someone close to them with them that's very very thoughtful and it's it's rare I don't see that as being the norm in organizations. So if that becomes a trend, I'm all for it. Is there anything else that I didn't ask you that you'd like to share, Rhonda?
1: Everyone needs to define their own success. When I was little, I heard my elders talking about someone who bought a house with a white picket fence, and that's how they measured success. And then as a woman throughout my life, I've heard people talk about success being running a household, having the 2.5 kids, all the way up to being a CEO and doing it all, which by the way, you can't, you need help. <laughs> and, and both of those and everything in between have been defined as success. And I guess my point is, don't let others define what is success to you because what's success to one person is not necessarily success for another. And that's a hard lesson to learn because society does tend to put labels and view people through certain lenses and it's okay to not have the same definition for success. But for me, as you can tell from this interview, <laughs> I think empowering others is success. That's what success is to me. I will leave you with this one thought. It's one of my favorite sayings. I actually have it printed out and framed in my in my office. If you want to change the world, you have to empower people. That's the only way you make any permanent effective change in
0: the world. Wow. That's great. And you know, everything that you've described doesn't cost anything. It's just your time. And you don't lose anything by giving your time away. And look what you gain. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This is a topic that I am very passionate about. And I hope this inspires others to go out and empower others around them.
0: So Rhonda, how can people connect with you if they want to learn more?
1: I am on LinkedIn pretty much 24-7. Um, it's, my last name is G-I-E, D is in David, T is in Tom, and uh, I would love to connect. I love hearing stories from other people of how they're going out and helping others achieve their success.
0: You've been listening to the In Resonance Podcast. To hear more great stories from people you might not have heard of yet, subscribe to In Resonance wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Rhonda Geet for sharing her wisdom with us today, and to Will Clifford for composing our theme music.